Welcome to the Short-Haired Dog Podcast, your home for Wofford Terriers football. Now here are your hosts, Michael and Kevin Bennett. Welcome into the Short-Haired Dog, episode 15. Michael Bennett, your host here for tonight, and joined by me as always, but this time in a different location for the first time, my best friend slash co-host slash brother, Mr. Kevin Bennett. Kevin, how are you doing tonight on the phone line? I'm doing good, Mikey. How are you? I'm doing okay. Trying not to mess this up. Super producer Charlie unable to make it tonight, so uh, I'm having to do the producing and everything. So if this sounds like total garbage, it's on me, folks. Just letting everybody know. Yeah, and usually, and usually I'm basically the producer, too, so you really are just kind of in the dark right now. Yeah, it's very tough. I've just been mashing buttons and hoping everything works out for the best. So speaking of working out for the best, the Terriers got a big win over Gardner-Webb to the, not really the surprise of us, at least here at the Short-Haired Dog, the Terriers rolling that one 45-14. to And, Kevin, it's safe to say that was a domination from, from the get-go. Yeah, I mean um, – and the thing about it is we left some points off the field there. I mean, Andre fumbled inside the five, and, I mean, that, that was an easy touchdown. I mean, we basically moved the ball at will on them. I mean, when we wanted eight yards, we got eight yards. Um, I mean, it was it was that easy. Um, Andre just ran through them. So did Lennox. Um, really, everybody else said I was, I was sitting there uh, talking to our dad, and I, I, I told him, I said, you know what, this feels like a game where – Joe's going to break one, but it's like, and I'd mentioned that to you, and then after you, what you said, I agreed. Kind of like he didn't want to. He could have, but he just didn't. So um, it's coming, though. We're going to have one of those legendary Joe Newman 68-yard touchdown runs. Hopefully this that'll be this week against Chattanooga, but um didn't happen Saturday, but I'm, it's pretty safe to say it's coming. Yeah, no doubt about it, Kevin. I, I tell you one thing that I was very uh, impressed with was, just the way we manhandled them up front. Now, I realize that they've not won a – I don't think they've really won an FCS game in a very long time. But, I mean, to do that week after week, knowing what, you know, some of these defensive linemen we, – which we've seen defensive players from Gardner-Webb go to other places. But just to do that for the whole game, I mean, it wasn't like just one back was hot. All of them were. If, like you said, when we wanted to get eight yards, we got it. So the biggest takeaway for me for the game had to be that offensive front. They really, really looked good. Um, in that ball game, and you know, Kevin, I first, I think you you mentioned it about Andre, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and get on my soapbox for the night. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, listen, okay, folks out there, I, I know I'm biased, okay? I know I'm a homer. I get it, all right? But Andre Stoddard should have gotten SoCon Player of the Week. What else does the man have to do? My God, does he have to kick off? Does he have to make defensive stops? What What else does he have to do? He averages 10 yards a carry, 20 carries for 200 yards. Do you realize – now, granted, I know that Tyree Adams had a good game for, for Western Carolina, and I know it was a conference game. But come on, guys. Wofford is so good and has so many good players that they get punished. They're the best team in the conference, and they get punished because they've not had anybody as the so – because they don't blow it up stats-wise. Kevin, that disgusted me. This was the game where we could have got somebody to be SOCOM Player of the Week. Actually, I would have even lobbied for Lennox to get it before Tyree Adams, but neither of them get it, and I, for one, am sick of it. What do you say? I mean, I agree. I mean, you give Andre one more carry in the game, and he outgains Gardner-Webb's entire offense. I 
mean, because he was getting 10 yards a carry, getting one more carry, that's 210 yards. That's more than they had. So um, I agree with you. And, I mean, like you said, Lennox had a great game as well. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I mean, he. Uh, what else does a man have to do? I mean, does he need to kick off? Does he need to kick extra points? Does he need to throw a touchdown to T.J. Luther? I mean, and what by the, the way, heck he could have. He could have. Do you realize yeah, that in that I mean, game he could have thrown a touchdown? If that's what you want him. But hey, guys, what really? What's a man got to do? All right, Andre is a friend of mine, and uh, he deserved it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Mike, uh, and I've mentioned him there. Um, to kind of get away from Monday real quick, I think we may have seen the beginning of the of the TJ Luther era in the receiving core. Um, people were really raving about him in preseason camp, and um, man, he is quick and he has really good hands too. And that was a dime that Joe threw him for the touchdown. Um, I would like to see that a lot more. And like I said, you can't really put much into it um, because it was Gardner Webb. But we say that against VMI too, and they've been hanging points all over these other SOCON teams. So, I mean, I'm, Michael, I'm starting to think we're just that good. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, I don't know, Mike. We, I mean, the way we beat PMI, they look like a JV team out there, and they've been hanging points and hanging out. They still haven't won a ball game, but they've been giving some teams fits. So I'm not really sure what to think of the conference right now. I'm starting to think that it's extremely, extremely top-heavy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm beginning to think the same thing, Kevin. I think we're just that much better than everybody else. I mean, like you said, you run VMI off the field, you think VMI is basically a you know a high school team out there. And, my gosh, they hung 50, literally 50 points on Western Carolina. They were hanging with somebody else earlier this week as well. Last week, I can't remember exactly who they were playing, but – like you said, VMI making a good showing in the SoCon. I think is I think you're right. I've been I've been having that same thought. So that was the main reason behind my comment that I made last week that I don't think we're going to lose a game. Period. The rest of the year. Yeah, I just don't know. Like I, because we haven't played the big boys. Well, the supposed big boys in the SoCon. I'm, I mean, I just don't know. Are we that good? I mean, I, we'll see this Saturday. Um, but I'm like, I, I mean, to go off of what you said last week, if Walford plays like they can. I don't see why any of those games should be relatively close. I mean, I may be a homer there, but, I mean, everything they've shown us when Walford can play like they can, I mean, we can run teams off the field. Yeah, I mean, we, you saw it Saturday. When you, I mean, let's go. Let's be real about the whole situation. Walford should have beat Wyoming. Yeah, they should be undefeated right now. I mean, it, I mean, let's just be real about the situation. And, and you know, if you don't believe that, just go listen to Coach Conklin's interview we had with him back on Episode 14 because he believes they should have won that football game as well. Um, and, you know, we're not just saying that as homers, and I know he's the head coach, so he could be a homer too. But when a head coach says that, he means it, okay? He's not going to go out there and give bulletin board material for down the road. So, you know, Kevin, it was just one of those games Saturday that you you shoot. Walford showed their dominance early on in the ball game, and I'm with you. I think they can show it in more games. You look at the common opponents that Walford's had with some of these other teams, and they've been beating them by a lot more than some of these other teams have been beating them. Uh, now the Citadel game was close, but I think everybody that has a pulse when it comes to football, somebody that halfway understands, can realize that we literally handed Citadel every point they had. Every single point yeah. Citadel had, we handed it to them. Yep, and then, I mean, it was the first game of the year, first game under Coach Conklin. I mean, there's a lot of nerves, there's a lot, a lot of just you know shaking the cobwebs off from last year. First real game action of 2018, and 
I mean, it was. It didn't take very long for the Terriers to set in, and they I mean, other than the Wyoming game, which really they played pretty well that game too. Should have won that one, like we, you know, said numerous times. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm with you. People that want to say, oh well, the Citadel game was close, yeah, but think about what I just said. Just the first game of the year, all those different variables, and they've built off of it and just gotten better. It seems like and. Mike, it, I, I really want to see him come out and and thump Chattanooga. I really do. I think that I think that they have the opportunity to do that. From everything I've read, it looks like Chattanooga's passing game, like it always is. Um, I mean, it's pretty good. They've always seems like they always have a pretty good passing offense. The run game, on the other hand, not so much. And we know that that's what we stop the best is the running game. So, you know, our DBs got to step up a little bit. Not that they haven't this year, um, but, you know, Gardner-Webb did, did complete some passes against us Saturday, and I don't know that it was uh, – I mean, I, I don't know that we were throwing the, exactly throwing the kitchen sink at him on the defensive side of the ball. So I think we're going to see – we're going to see some different schemes because I've noticed, Mike, and I don't know that you have, um, but um, Coach Sykes and Coach Conklin have – they've started to really implement their – defensive philosophies on the defensive side of the ball it's if you looked at this team in the what is it the fifth game from last year and the fifth game this year it's there's there's some there's some substantial differences and maybe i'm just making that up in my head but i think i'm i'm seeing some different stuff on there out there on the defensive side of the ball Kevin, I think you're exactly right. I mean, there's a lot more blitz and there's a lot more man coverage than we saw last year. And, Kevin, that was needed. That was needed. I mean, I'm just being real. I really thought that was needed for years. And I think we've – you know, it's one thing, Kevin, when you don't have the horses to do it. But now we've got as good a player as anybody in the SOCON, probably better than anybody in the SOCON. If you look at it from the national perspective, we're a strong team nationally. So, you know, as far as – players you know that there's no excuse we can't run the offense that you know I mean the defense that we want to run I mean look at look at who we have now granted we're battling some injuries Mikhail Horton found out Saturday somebody told me that he was out for the year and they were spot on with that little uh thing is he's going to be out for the year but you know you'll have him for two more years and that of course we'll get into that more later but still Kevin they should be able to do what they want to do out there you got George BC you got Domo Lemon who's been terrific the last couple years Domo sorry that's what the uh Wyoming announcers told him. <laughs> by the way, by the way, before before I let you go on, we had a great. This this is what we need to do. We need to listen to all of our announcers and PA guys the games we go to and find the best you know Wofford name mishaps. And we heard uh, Blake Gerosity Saturday. That was a really good one. Yeah. So uh, throw Blake Gerosity on the list. Yeah, Kevin, how are we looking for my prediction for him to be all SoCon this year? How do you think we're looking so far? Uh, pretty doggone good there, Mikey. <laughs> pretty strong, pretty strong to say the least. So, um, yeah, but I, but Mike, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were exactly right. Um, I mean, with BC, Domo, um, Watson. And, and Watson, I mean, and then really, Mike, a guy that I didn't realize had been playing as much. I, I noticed him in the Wyoming game, um, but. Dimitri Redwood has played a lot this year, Mike. Yeah. Him, he, 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 JoJo, and and Allstat have played a lot. I mean, they're kind of the three main guys back there in the in the secondary and um, or the middle of the secondary safety positions. And uh, he really stepped. I didn't realize he was as tall as he was, and I think that's maybe why he had moved over to the safety position just because he's got that length. And uh, I'm telling you, Mike, they they're deep on the defensive side of the ball. I know, like you said, the the depth is definitely going to be, you know. It's going to be challenged on the, the on the defensive line, but yeah. I mean, Michael, my, our boy Lufkin 
is playing some good ball out there. He really is. Absolutely. I said that earlier in the year. I mean, I had an insider tell me that Lufkin is a stud. He just needs an opportunity. And, you know, granted, we he's got an opportunity, not really because we wanted that to happen, but he's got an opportunity. And, Kevin, he's making the most of it. Yeah, he is. And um, I was so happy to see Thad Mangum get a couple sacks Saturday, Mike, because he's been in the backfield all year long. And he really tied it together. Saturday got him a couple sacks. I thought Robbie Armstrong played really good. Uh, He got some extended run. Um, Really, I guess going forward, Mike, obviously you got Miles. um, You got Thad. You got Luskin. um, Then you got Robbie Armstrong and Samari. And then – uh, looks like a freshman, and his name is escaping me right now. I know he's not uh, 95, um, but he, you know, a true freshman out there. So um, he's one of those guys that they were probably looking to redshirt. Uh, obviously, has skill to play, or he wouldn't have been out there Saturday. Um, but looks like he's going to be thrust into the into the into the two deep on the defensive line. And um, so, yeah, I mean, guys got to step up. I, I, I like it that they had Miles back. Uh, you know, in the middle, I think that's where he thrives. Um, it opens it up for the outside and lets our, you know, our outside guys able to blitz in there and, and get to the quarterback. And I, and I'm, I'm looking forward, Mike, Saturday, especially against Chattanooga, because we know they're going to try to throw the ball. I'm looking forward to seeing the, our blitzing schemes, uh, what we're going to throw at them. Uh, we've been, I, I've liked, especially the ones where we send Beckley up the middle, or when Joe Beckett's been in, I see, see him go up the middle some. Uh, I like, I like that. Um, where, you know, they line up on the outside, but then they switch and go kind of inside, and those tackles not really sure what we you know what's happening there. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing what, what Coach Sykes and, and Conklin throw at, at Chattanooga on Saturday. Yeah, Kevin, if you look at Chattanooga's schedule so far, let's go ahead and through, go through some of those games. As Wofford is going to have a challenge. They are a team that has been successful this year. They have a win um, – at, uh, at home against Tennessee Tech, 34 to 10, they beat the Citadel in overtime, 29 to 28. They go on and beat UT Martin, which UT Martin had a lot of love going into the season. They've been a little bit disappointing, uh, but they did beat them, 34 to 24. Uh, let's see, Sanford. They beat number 17 Sanford, I believe, at the time. I don't think Sanford 17 anymore. 27 to 20. And last week was kind of an upset. ETSU knocked them off, 17 to 14. So. Uh, on the road, Chattanooga Falls, and that, both of those teams are kind of close in location, so that you know it hurt to lose that one. I know they got a bitter taste in their mouth heading into this game. So, uh, Kevin, I, I guess what are, what are our keys to victory in this game? And, guys, let's go ahead and be candid here. Kevin, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us before you give us, you know, the keys to the game on Saturday, why are you not here? Uh, why are you uh, over the phone line tonight, which we're glad we were able to do. Thank God for the technology to be able to do this, but – uh, Kevin, let's go ahead and be candid. We're gonna. This is going to be a very short episode. It's going to be one of the shortest we've ever done. But first of all, tell us why you're not here. And uh, before you give us your keys to the game on Saturday, Walford and Chattanooga. Well, you know, Mike, um, it's uh, it's been a busy week, and I know you you've had a busy week as well. But uh, in the banking world, for those of you that don't know, on the week that the first and the third fall it can be a very busy week for you. And um, I actually have to work Saturday too. So I'm going to be rushing to get home to, to see the Terriers. I'm looking forward to it, but um, really busy week. Just couldn't make it home. Um, I hate it because I always look forward to being in person doing the podcast there. But the first and the third is always a uh, always a busy time. So that's, that's the reason why I'm not here. Um, 
And I know a friend of the show, uh, Michael Hobbs, uh, I think he told us he was in the banking industry too, so I'm sure he definitely understands where I'm coming from there. And Mike, before we before I move on, I do want to make I, I want to make a PSA on the on behalf of me and, and potentially you. Uh thinking of thinking of Hobbs there um made me think, um, if you're a former Walford football player and you're looking and you're friends with me on Facebook, um, the reason why is because back in I don't know. I was maybe 10th, potentially ninth grade. I was late to the Facebook bandwagon. <laughs> and I thought when I was in the ninth grade that it would be the coolest thing to just go through the Wofford roster and add everybody I could um, just because I thought that was the cool thing to do. Um, so, Kevin, at you... the time I thought it was. But now that I'm still friends with Hobbs and Josh Collier and guys from that team that I <laughs> in 2010, or not 2010, but 2007, 8, those years, um, I'm still like you said that Hobbs had saw that our quite frankly podcast, and he's like, I think I've seen that. Well, the reason why is because he was friends with me, and uh, <laughs> so those girls were those guys were cool enough to add a tenth grader from Union on Facebook. Um, so that's the reason why. If, if you're listening to this now and you're like, I think I may be, I've seen that bald dude before. That's the reason why, because in the tenth, ninth or tenth grade, I just went through adding the whole Walford football roster because I was as big of a fan then as I am now. Um, so, And I think you may have done the same thing, Mike. Yeah, uh, I know I'm, I'm friends with uh, Jared Singleton. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I am as well, Ty Gregory. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, might, I might have even added Kevious Johnson. I'm not sure, but I, I believe. I know, I, know it, I know Mitch Allen. But see, uh, here's Brian the thing, Stein. Kevin. The, the difference is, like, uh, I kept going. Like, yeah. I've got the I whole mean, brothers. You can just go down the list. I mean, you, like, you grew up and you stopped. Like, I I think I, I might be <laughs> friends with Michael Weimer, okay? Like, that's 2015 yeah. Weimer. I mean, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't – I never grew up, I guess. Walford quarterback slash receiver Michael Weimer? Yeah. My favorite my mm. favorite Walford player of all time is uh, Michael Weimer, the receiver. Yeah, he's he's at the top of my list too. Well, you know, he was on my fantasy team that we had to pick. He was. We man, put him that on there. As, we put him on there. As we a may joke have to pull that he, bad boy out again. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to. So, but yeah. yeah, so that's that's where I was. It's been the third of the month. Um, but I also wanted to say because uh, you mentioned that too before. You said you had talked to Hobbs, and he was like, "I think I'm friends with him." Did I know him or something? Like, no, no, you didn't know me. <laughs> I was just a. I was just a Wofford, you know, big time fan, and I thought it was cool to add all the Wofford players. And I don't, I don't know. Like I said, that was ninth, tenth grade, Kevin, and I've grown grown up from then. So, um, but but I'm still uh, glad like our getting friends into with you. my getting into my uh, keys to the game for Saturday. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's so far it's been the glaring, you know, problem for us so far this year is hang on to the football, don't turn it over. I mean. We like you said, we handed the Citadel twenty-one points. We spotted them twenty-one. That's the reason why it was close as it was. And then you know, um, the Wyoming game. You know the turnover. Uh, the uh, you know Andre fumbled there. They got seven out of it. Shouldn't have because of the phantom. You know roughing the passer. But that is what it is. Still was a turnover in our own territory. You know the pick in the end zone. Like we with the times that we haven't scored points on on good drives, we've turned the ball over. It seems like. Um, so I think we're the biggest key, um, especially offensively and really for the game in general, is hang on to the football. Um, don't turn it over. Um, that, now, that doesn't mean take chances because that's when our offense is really going is when Joe goes out there and makes those last-second pitches 
um, that's when it, that, that's when our offense really, you know, we keep the defense off guard there. Um, so I think we go out there just run our offense. But if we can just limit the turnovers, look, sometimes fumbles happen, especially with our offense. It happens. I understand. Sometimes it happens. Um, but just try to limit it, um, limit any bad throws. Um, and I think if our offense can do that, I don't see any reason why we can't, why we can't, you know, beat Chattanooga by, you know, a couple, 10, couple touchdowns, um, and, you know, just keep plowing forward. I mean, uh, and then defensively, um, it's just secondary. I think our secondary needs to step up. Um, seems like every year though, Mike, when a team comes out there and says they're going, you know, we know they're going to pick them apart. We always get at least one or a couple interceptions. And uh, I'm looking for that this week. Uh, if it keeps going, I'd love to see Roundtree make it three for three in games, uh, in the last three games. Um, you know, tip one up, pick one off. That'd be nice to see. He had one at Wyoming. Uh, that was a big one. And then last week on the first possession at Gardner Webb. So, um, so, you know, to kind of tie a bow on my keys to the game, I would say hang on to the football. Don't turn it over. Uh, just don't make mistakes in general. Just mistakes in general. Don't. We don't need any um, unnecessary, you know, unsportsmanlike or late hits or any blunders on special teams. Like, please watch the ball when we're, our gunners are going down on the punt team. Because um, I'm going to worry about that all year now just because that happened in the first game. And I think I'm not the only one. Everybody's going to worry about that now because it happened. Once you see it happen, you know it can happen again. So, um, I mean, just try to play mistake-free football. I know it's easier said than done, but I think if we do that, I don't I don't see Chattanooga being, you know, too much of a problem. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but um, – I would like to. I would like to think if we can play our brand of football, um, we can beat them by double digits. Kevin, I like the way you're thinking, buddy. I really do. I, I'm. I'm. I'm fully on board. I would add something to that, but I don't really know what else to say. Um, I mean, I, that's pretty much as as good as you could say it. I, you know, I really hope that they take this road game seriously and realize what what much of a bigger environment this is going to be than Gardner Webb. First of all, we were at the game, one of the worst environments I've ever been in. Maybe the quietest cool. crowd I've ever seen. I've been in funerals more lively than that football game. Yeah, I have too. It was pretty bad. At least we were sitting on the wayside where they were pumping the music and everything, so it was a, had something. But um, I started out on the right. home side. Yeah, you did. Uh, but we were looking right in the sun, so you probably picked a good a good thing. You were with your youth group, so you had a you had a excuse to sit on the home side over there because they wanted us in the shade, and you know you wanted to be cordial and do that so good for you but me and super producer charlie and my dad and and, and our dad and, and stepmom sat on the away side over there and um you know we were right behind richard johnson sat two rows behind him um so we were right there with the walford faithful um, it was really hot about the first quarter and a half but once the sun hit that one cloud uh, it followed the cloud all the way behind the bleachers and it was nice and uh, it also helped that we were throttling them pretty good so um yeah, it, you were on the home side, but I, I give you a pass for this one. All right. Well, Kevin, anything else before we head out? I know this is a short episode. It's only going to be about 25 minutes here. It's already 10, 15 here on the East Coast on Thursday night. And, uh, Kevin, I need to get in the bed. Got a big game tomorrow, Union County heading over to Woodruff. Uh, for those of you in the area, that's going to be a game you want to go to tonight because this will be posted probably Friday morning before you hear it. But, uh I'm going to be listening to you on the radio app, and I'm going to be watching the Red Sox and Yankees game one in Ooh. Fenway 
Go Sox. Yeah, that's going to be a heck of a ball game. So, Kevin, anything before we head out for the night? Um, I thought we were bringing back the gold pants on Saturday. Uh, you know, that's good. I don't hate back. it. Don't I like hate it. it. Do I, I couldn't hear you, buddy. I said don't hate it. I don't hate no. it. No, yeah. And uh, I will say, though, um, I saw, I mean, I noticed it last Saturday. The black pants with the black accessories is the best look on the road, in my opinion. Oh, gosh. It, I mean, it is just that's what we've been calling for, and to see it here and to see it with our own eyes is just, it, it makes me cry a little. Easy, easy. Man, you really do need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, we need to get out of here. So we won't hear Fred this time. It's my fault. We won't be able to get it, uh, you know, hooked up here for the to close out the show. But, of course, you can always follow us at Short Hair Dog on Twitter. You can also uh, subscribe to the show both on Facebook. I mean, excuse me, not Facebook. The Apple Podcast app and SoundCloud. You can follow the show on Facebook, though, the, the Short Hair Dog podcast. You can also, like we said on Twitter, at Short Hair Dog. Follow Kevin at KBennett underscore five, myself at Mike Bennett WBCU. And uh, that's hey pretty much, yes. Hey, before we go, I do. Uh, we do need to give a shout out. A couple of our listeners and subscribers come up and, and talk to us at the, at the Gardner Web Games. We need to give them a shout out before we get out of here. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming up and speaking to us. We really appreciate it. And uh, to the Hogan family, you guys are awesome. And uh, NYT, you know you are, baby. Uh, appreciate you coming up and speaking to us. And uh, so that's going to do it for the episode 15 of the Short Haired Dog podcast. Go ahead and uh, get you some rest. Uh, make sure you listen to this and share and like it so uh, you can get the word out to all the other short haired dogs out there who may be listening uh, this weekend. And a big game in the SoCon at Chattanooga, 3 o'clock kickoff here on the East Coast. And a Wofford with a chance to be in the driver's seat in the Southern Conference race. For Kevin Bennett, I'm Michael Bennett. Have a great night, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. Go Terriers. Go Terriers. <laughs>